0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Finelli, and alongside me, as always, Ray Volo, DeMont Fellas, how are we feeling? It's Victory Tuesday.
1: You're... Victory Tuesday. I don't think any other words need to be said.
0: Yeah, we uh, unfortunately could not get Chris Lucas on the pod. <laughs> um, he has not been seen since Sunday. So um, if you know anything, please reach out to us because we're still looking for him.
2: <laughs> I actually asked him how was That's Case so Keenum's cool. performance, and I just didn't get a response. It was blank. So yeah,
0: guy came on our podcast talking about Case Keenum. Is that not
2: the biggest fuck you ever? I and honestly, serves him so fucking right. So right. I, I hope fucking uh Josh Allen needs Tommy John so fucking badly. It's hilarious. Too. I can't believe
0: you said that out loud. I texted him. <laughs> um, I was texting him before the game about uh about Dynasty stuff. And we had a, a very contentious deal negotiation going on. Did not end well at all. And it ended with me saying, can't wait till Josh Allen gets carted off in a stretcher. And he said, <laughs>
1: what? Oh my god. And he said, classless Jets fan wouldn't expect anything else. <laughs> I'll say this as a Jet fan, obviously <laughs> I do not want him to be to be playing when we're at the Bills in, in three weeks, but Football is objectively worse with Josh Allen out, okay. so I will say that. Okay, soy be- boy.
2: Okay, soy boy. Yeah, it's true. Go drink, go drink your fucking oat milk. Get I want to hear.
0: I want to beat teams at their best, but yeah, got to be available. Um, let's get right into it. Bills and Jets, what a victory! Ray, we're riding high right now. We're the best team in the league.
2: Yeah, I mean, I no one expected us to win that game. I don't really think I expected us to win that game. But, yeah, I mean, that game was fucking phenomenal. I was watching in suboptimal conditions at a family party. The entire fourth quarter, my cousin was talking to me about Roblox and all the things he was building. And I was like, I was actually about to pull my own hair out. My uncle came in and just started laughing. <laughs> uh, but and the, the moral of the story is we got the fucking dub. It was it was gritty. Uh, I, I kind of think I am partly to, uh, I think I have some credit to be taken just because how well I fucking performed at my fucking family party. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, our D line, I think, our D in general, showed that they're fucking elite. They're the real fucking deal. Uh, I really like how Sala and Oldbrick kind of disguised coverages a little bit more this game too. I think that really was a big impact. And and Josh was holding the ball for a long, long time, and I think that was his uh, his downfall.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, Chris, Chris also was saying on the pod, you can get to him, but you got to take him down. Did I did think
1: Johnson took him the fuck.
2: Did that the more game. than enough. Damn, well, that was. I, think, that was I think what he said to me was, I'm like, yeah, our D-line's gonna cause chaos. He said, he's like, that's where Josh thrives is in the chaos. I said, word, bro. Two picks, <laughs> that's where five he thrives. Five sacks. Fucking pussy.
1: Two picks, five sacks. Honestly, this we, we said it at the top of this preview that the Jets, and this is the, this was the biggest question of the game. The Jets have been an elite defense. But against suspect quarterbacks and suspect offenses, this was going to be their first, their biggest test. Obviously, they did play the Ravens week one, but I did think they played well even in the, in the L. And what is really week one, let's be honest. They came and they showed that they could corral the best or second best, whatever you want to say, quarterback, player in the league. You know, he obviously gashed them on with his feet to start the game with two quick touchdowns, but... He ended up going 18 for 34, 205, two picks. He ran over to the sideline, punched the kicking net. It looked like a uh, Sam Darnold ghost moment almost. He was so outraged. He was so enraged. And I-, I just can't believe Sauce bounced back after letting up that first, first play of the game, 43 yard catch. He got absolutely roasted by Stefan Diggs in that double move. And he bounced back and played fucking amazing.
2: No, I was actually going to say that too. That when that first play, I was so depressed. Yeah I was, like, oh. yeah, yeah, I was like, "You got to be fucking kidding me!" Because all all week I was talking to Chris how Sauce is elite. He's a top five corner already, and he got cooked. He he for some reason he was just flat footed. I, yeah, so uh, I think in his flat footed. I think in his post game presser he was saying that when he was lo- watching film, he said that he usually just goes he either goes in or out on those. And he said that he he sauce was saying that he doesn't even think it was that was a route. He think he just saw like Diggs caught him like flat footed and just decided to go. So that's what he was saying. But he really did bounce back amazing. Diggs, Diggs. true. I mean, Diggs. Besides that catch, he really didn't do much. I think he had like forty or fifty yards like on top after maybe. Uh, He was really uh really busy in the first half, but didn't
1: really do anything in the second half. Yep, he was definitely neutralized. Uh, to flip it to the other side of the ball. Zach averaged last week in that piss-poor performance against against the Pats. He averaged holding the ball 3.3 3 seconds, trying to do too much, getting out of the pocket too early, even when he had a clean pocket, was not stepping up, was not going through his, you know, through his progressions. He was just going one and just fucking running out. He really kind of tippy-toeing. And... He came into this game and he averaged 2.3 seconds holding the ball, a full second off that. That is fucking huge. And he stayed calm and collected, and he even still was able to manage to get out of the pocket when he was in a little bit of trouble. But he overall stayed true to his, you know, checkdowns and really what Michael Floor was giving him, which this was an all-time Michael Floor game. I believe one of you – but I said that it really was honestly amazing. They were open guys all day, and then when we had to go down and win the game, just textbook, just running the ball down their throats. After that, defense was really gassed, and we were really de- demanding time of possession in that second half, dominating. My bad. And
0: I, I know we never want to. I know we never want to talk about our quarterback as a game manager, but. This defense is so good that we say week in and week out, if he doesn't make any mistakes, they they have a shot to win every single game. He threw three picks last week, and they still could have won that game. Like this defense is, so, I mean, he, he did have a fumble, but he did such a better job than I've seen in the last few games. Like Dean said, stepping up in the pocket when it wasn't there, t- using his legs um, to extend plays for the better and not just extending plays. And then they and then turning it over or taking a sack that we don't need. Um, was really impressed by Zach, and I thought LaFleur managed the game so well. Um, especially after that first drive when it looked like uh that they were just gonna run away with it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've said it all year, but when Zach is on time, he does look good when he's on time and confident and getting the ball out, like when his back foot hits, he looks good. And it's ironic because coming out, everyone loved his like ability to make plays like in like with disaster and whatnot out of the pocket. He shouldn't be allowed to do that anymore. You
0: fucking <laughs> uh,
2: you get the ball out when you're supposed to, and if not, you step up and you run up the middle and just get yard. Because when he he didn't go outside the pocket, I don't think at all this game. And when he, I think the one time he did, he got the strip sack. Right. So, but I mean, that's Von Miller too. i not gonna give. A, I'm not yeah. gonna um, bash him that much for it. But you, you, he's got to just stay on time. Those short, I like even like, even like the first play of the game, he took a shot down field. I'm not even against that, but like just get the ball out on time and stop drifting like back and outside the pocket. That's all you got to do.
1: Seriously, then, this isn't fucking BYU.
2: And then also super impressive uh, with the offensive line bouncing back this week. They they really couldn't make much happen at all the run game against the Patriots. And like you said, that last drive they just man they they big boy the Bills defensive line straight up big boy them. It was like five. Five yards, seven yards, a sick, four that yards, was a six yards. A sick drive. Dude just it fucking was. Michael
1: Carter was amazing. James Robinson, even though he only averaged three point seven yards a carry, he really stepped into that Brees Hall role, kind of just a bruiser. He does obviously not have the same busted for fucking eighty yard run, you know, capabilities as Brees, but he will definitely be serviceable enough in this offense that is going to just create a ton of favorable carries for him.
2: Yeah, that's another thing, too. Michael Carter's the fucking goat. Yeah, he's the uh, Friend of the pod, even though we've never talked to him. Friend of the pod. I'd love to get him on because I think he's the coolest, clearly the coolest guy on the team. And so, I still yeah. think he's underrated as, as a player, too. He's so hard to bring down. He's shifty. Sure, he's a little small. He's probably not going to be a fucking 250-touch-a-year workhorse, but it doesn't matter. He's a good fucking football player.
0: We love you, MC. Come on the pod. All right, fellas. The Jets are 6-3. and three. Mm-hmm. I mean, did we think we'd be saying that? Well, I did because I
1: bet over five and a, I, I bet over five and a half five times. I don't know if that means you thought they'd be six <laughs> and three, but I think that means you think they'd be six and six and eleven. But it, come see, come saw, preach. I guess.
2: I don't know what the fuck that means. All right, we're, really gonna to to the the pre- pre- we're gonna move on to
1: this we're gonna move
0: on to the second game. It's uh, like so so. Okay, we're gonna move on to the second game. Uh we got Seattle um at Arizona. Seattle 10 point victory 31 to 21. Gino keeps it rolling. Dino. Are the Seahawks for real? Seahawks are motherfucking for real. They are for a fucking know,
1: Gino went into that game top top three in passer rating and QBR, and he definitely is still up there. I have not checked the updated numbers, but he came into this bird battle and Honestly, he he saw some early adversity. And when they got when D Hop got that touchdown, when Kyle Murray marched them down and D Hop got that quick touchdown, he had a few turnovers as well, which he has not had all, all year, but they still ended up looking like the better team by a lot. That defense, I just don't understand how you could have a draft that is as good as the twenty twenty one NFL draft for the S- Seattle Seahawks. I just don't understand twenty right twenty no, two. We're, we're in the year twenty twenty two, Dan. I'm gonna be honest. Don't bad. be
2: on. Don't be honest. Just keep going.
1: All right. Anyway, I'm still shocked. They, you know, Kenneth Walker might already be a top three, top five running back in the league, and he was my RB one coming out. And then Man. that defense, Tariq Wollin is fucking real. Kobe Bryant, the uh, the cornerback of the year award. On that same Cincinnati team last year, as Sauce Gardner, he's an absolute dog. I'm pretty sure he has five five force fumbles on the year. That's the most by a fuck ton. And that defense, they have a Wusu who's is that a real stat? Yeah.
2: What was, what was the stat? Say it again.
1: He has five force fumbles. Who does? Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant.
2: That's kind of wild.
0: He didn't even start the year. He has five fucking force fumbles. That's bananas.
2: It says Uh, he has zero. Um...
0: (laughs) If you said he had zero, I would have fucking died.
2: It says zero for the game, I think it was. Yeah.
0: Uh Uh... (laughs) Um, But Dino, you said it. This defense is for real. And I did not expect that at all. I thought, I mean, I thought they'd struggle on both sides of the ball. But um, I thought, if anything, that they might be all right offensively because we like the tackles that they drafted and they still had DK and Lockett. But um, this defense is for real. They held Kyler down all game. And this Cardinals team, I mean, this Cardinals team is no good. But I think Kingsbury and and Kime, we we said it last week. I think that's they're hot done. Seat.
1: That's a that's hot seat. That is a, that is not a hot seat. That is a fucking fire seat. You know, yeah, no, yeah. that seat's on fire. The devil wouldn't be able to sit in that seat. That's how hot it is. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh,
2: one person that we we don't really talk about. We always talk about this Seattle like rookie class. But um, they're signing Ucheno Nwosu from the Chargers. I Big fucking time. dude, seven sacks already. Talk
1: to him. I talk about him,
2: dude. I loved this guy coming out out of UFC. Uh, like I want to say three, four, five, four, five years ago. Maybe I don't Is even a know. Fighter.
1: He came out dude, of UFC.
2: USC. I said sorry. Okay, okay. Yeah, just open your fucking ears. But um yeah i mean he I was you always did say ufc you did i think i just stuttered a little bit maybe you guys should fucking suck a dick <laughs> uh but what a, what a fight guy he was like a, he's like a tweener kind of like edge like off ball and when he was in uh the chargers they kind of used him off ball a lot but he's finally getting his opportunity to rush the passer and he's showing that he can do it at a really high level
0: Right. right all right i'm um... I love the Seattle team. I'm, I'm so happy for their uh, for them. It's fucking awesome. Fuck Jamal Adams, but the rest of this team, especially this draft class, we love you guys. Come on the pod. Um, let's move on to the third game. Dean said game of the year. He was pumped for this game. This game was a fucking snooze fest. These teams stank. Um, <laughs> Tampa Bay, a, a, three, a three point win. I said the uh, over great. the Rams. Dean was. Dean couldn't believe this. four o'clock. So yeah, fucking couldn't believe my eyes. It, it, I had to watch this solid. game. Um,
1: four o'clock have been snooze fests,
0: and they just added to the fucking. They
1: did. They ended up adding <laughs> to it. I don't know what to, I don't know what you want me to say. Sometimes I'm wrong. Most of the times I'm right. I, just, I beg to differ on that. Uh, <laughs> Dean, Dean's
2: of... re- Dean's really annoying me. This podcast, yeah. this this one and the last one. I mean, this is just. Brutal we'll a lot of
0: a lot of field goals in this game and Brady was able to pull it out in in the fourth 10 unanswered um, in the fourth quarter Ray, I I think both these teams are no good honestly and I think honestly I thought this was a loser goes home game I think the Rams are done um, the Bucks are in the worst division of football and they lead the division now which is crazy but what do you think about this one?
2: I just think both these teams are super weak up front on offensive on the offensive line. Uh, The Rams offensive line is kind of miserable. They allowed four sacks. Uh, Matt Stafford doesn't look right. He doesn't have any connection with anyone else besides Cooper cup, even with Van Jefferson back. It doesn't even look his way. It's kind of insane. I'm really curious if he's banged up or not. And just like not telling anyone. And then also they, they can't get the run game going either. They had like, they averaged like two point eight yards a carry as a team, which is brutal. Uh, Cam makers <laughs> dressed, but had five carries for three yards, so uh, sick. Um, yeah, I think the Rams are done this year, to be honest with you. And the Bucks, I mean, they have a fighting chance in that shitty division, like you said. But uh, I don't. I mean, once the playoffs, like like I said, like I've been saying all year, but once the playoffs start, it's Tom Brady. So who the fuck knows? Yeah. But like, uh, if
0: they're the if they're the the four seed, I guess, is the worst division winner. And, like, they have to play Dallas. Like, I know they beat Dallas to open the season. Like, they get fucking shit stomped by Dallas.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's not a good matchup for them. But, I mean, they're also super banged up, too. So, maybe, like, they can get healthy towards the end of the year and, like, make some magic. I, I don't know. Like I like I said, I'm just not counting out uh, Tom. And, but yeah. also, one thing I want to talk about, that, uh, that trade offer that got leaked from the Rams, they offered, like, two firsts. Which I don't even know how they have. And a second for Brian Burns. These guys just don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> they, at all.
1: Dude, they, I, I think they're all they want to be, be the, They actually want to set records and be just the worst team. I
0: said originally in the group when that came out, I was like, "How do you turn down two first for a team like that that's rebuilding like that?" But then I was thinking about it, like, where are these picks fucking coming from? The picks were like 2026, 20, 2027. 20, it was like a basketball deal. I thought
2: it was like right. 24, 25 or 25, 26.
0: But yeah, I think it was 25, 26, but it's like it's a fucking – wildly
1: it, far down the
0: road. It's, it's like an Oklahoma City deal in, in the NBA. It's ridiculous. Again, 2032 draft picks.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Seriously. Um, but, uh, yeah, Dino, I know these are two of your uh, your favorite teams, especially the Rams. The Rams are done, Dean.
1: They're not my favorite teams. I, I I was talking about, and I will basically validify it here. When Tampa is playing, you, you're gonna what? <laughs> yeah, what? Validify? I was gonna say, <laughs> I was gonna say validate? i was gonna say validate, but but I, I was hoping you guys didn't notice. Um I, I'm not, I'm not I made. I'm not proficient in English. I just say words. Words just I guess at out. work. I am not I just Googled, and it. I think it may be a word. No, cool. it's not. Then you guys are fucking idiots. But anyway. It's coming up on dictionary. Anyway. I <laughs> yeah. don't know what the name is. <laughs> anyway, when Tampa Bay is playing meaningful football in December, we're going to look at this game as being an important factor. They are getting healthier. I mean, they did just lose Shaquille Barrett, but the rookie tight end, Kate Otten, looked really good, and we need playmakers for Tom. There's a ton of drop balls at – Terrible, you know, terrible spots, and you can't. That Scotty Miller where, drop was was brutal. 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 You Cannot have mistakes like that when Tom is not is playing his worst football I've seen it in a, in a long time. Obviously, you have to assume Chris Godwin's getting healthier. I feel like I see it when I'm watching him on the field. Richard White, I'm I'm assuming is going to get more of the work is let because le- playoff Lenny is not getting it done, and Richard White is the rookie running back. I believe is going to be a factor down the stretch. Ray's making dumb faces at me. I hate when he makes dumb faces at me. Uh, Tom went 36 for 58. He had to throw 58 times for them to get 16 points. That is just absolutely brutal. I guess this Rams defense, you could say, is is slightly above average in the league. Obviously, the kinks in the armor, as Chris put it, when he came on the preview pod, is obviously showing. You know, They have some studs, and then they just have some duds on that defense, and it's really start, starting to show. They really need some nice new young talent coming in. They clearly don't give a fuck about that because they're trying to fucking ship just every pick they have for the next 10 years. I don't even understand how that trade offer is real, to be De- honest.
2: Dean, f- tri- quick trivia question because we're a draft podcast. Where did Kate Otten go to college?
1: Kate Otten went to... Don't Google it. <laughs> I swear to God, I know. I just don't know. Nice. You know. I know, but I don't know.
2: Okay. So, how about this? Next episode, you come back, you come back with that answer.
1: Yeah. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. All right. I'm, I'm here. I'm here to be made fun of and to say dumb shit. Don't pretend like it's anything else. It. Um, Let's get to the last game Sunday night game.
0: Uh, Titans, Chiefs, Chiefs—a twenty to seventeen victory in overtime. This was a wild game. I mean, Malik Willis—they had a chance to win this game. Malik Willis threw for eighty yards. Um, Ray, what did you think about this one? Big win for the Chiefs, obviously solidifying their their place in the AFC. Um, and this Titans team is is frisky, and I don't know how. It's an all time great coaching job by Mike Vrabel.
2: Yeah, I mean they're just—they're really tough on D. I think last uh, pod I said that if we played the Titans in the playoff, we fucking stomp them, and I maintain that. I'm gonna go one step for uh, further. We play the Chiefs in the playoffs, we fucking stomp them.
1: Chiefs, <laughs> Chiefs, uh, yeah, the,
2: the Chiefs are fucking sus, man. This is a uh, a weird, weird game.
1: It's a just team,
2: you're a very weird team. They don't. They're really missing that. Uh, they're really missing Tyreek Hill, to be honest with you. I feel like he yeah, kind of opened up that entire offense. though,
1: because they're starting to get the machine rolling where where Juju's looking looking solid for them. Obviously, Kelsey's a beast. They they need to man- – like, Clyde can't go four for five yards. Pacheco, five for five. And McKinnon, three for four. And, like, they need to manufacture some sort of run game, even if it's, like, just 100 yards. It, it needs to – needs to be something. It can't just all be on Pat throwing 68 fucking times. It, it can't. I agree. You can keep going, Ray. I'm sorry to cut you no,
2: off. No, 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 you're good. I, I mean, I was that's just That's well, just was...
1: wild. It, those numbers are wild. I've almost never seen that in an NFL game. He also had yeah. also had a run for 6 for 63 for a touchdown.
2: He was their entire offense. Yeah. Yeah.
1: This is a team that, teams play i mean obviously this is this is famous teams play a ton of two shell over them obviously that was with Tyreek but they still play a ton of guys out of the box they need to get some sort of they they restructured and and remade this whole offensive line to be average to above average from where it was there's no way this running game could be this abysmal they need to drastically drastically fix it
0: yeah, I don't – I mean, I'm still not betting against Pat um, just because he just pulls it out all the time, especially late in games. Um, but we've said it all season. They're, every team is just taking away their deep stuff. Um, and, right, he said they're missing Tyreek Hill. Like, yeah, they, they could really use that guy running down the field. Um, <laughs> it's pretty fucking crazy. You got Justin Watson running down the field instead of Tyreek Hill. Like.
1: Justin Watson, solid. Actually. What are we
0: talking about? Um, yeah, I like watching. But they, they really—it's like this offense has like completely changed. It's all this underneath stuff to Kelsey and Juju, um, and they just don't get these explosive plays going. And I mean, somehow he still throws for four hundred yards. But
1: that is—that is one thing. Juju is playing really well. He really is. I—I I mean, I would not be surprised if they start attempting. I know Kadarius Tony's a little bit more of a shifty guy but he has a ton of speed and ton of acceleration. I would not be surprised if they start running him out there cuz obviously Skymore is not getting it done. I know they've tried getting Skymore to to run some, you know, some speed routes that you know go 20 plus yards, but I wouldn't be shocked if next week a little bit more integration, a little bit more practice that they they try Kadarius Tony at it cuz maybe maybe that'll free up the running game. Is to show that they have actually a deep threat,
0: right? Uh, yeah, I mean, they, he obviously didn't play too much in this game, but he saw first play of the game went to him. So hopefully they uh, they try to get him a little bit more involved.
1: Um, but obviously, two teams that will most likely be there. Um, yeah, also Tennessee. Playoff time. Ten. I mean, I don't know how right I could be. I couldn't have been more right on the Titans, but I, I'll I'll save it for when we go over our bets.
0: Fair enough. Let's go over some bets right now before we do the panic meter. Uh, Dean, you want to start us?
1: Yeah, sure. You want to tell me what the first team is and I'll start us.
0: Uh, We're doing bets.
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Uh, Your boy went motherfucking perfect. No surprise there. Um, I hit both of my bets for a total win win total of 5.02 units. I put two and a half on... The Seahawks money line, that was somehow plus money. And I had a ton of confidence that they were going to win the bird battle, which they did. We went over it. And then number two is Titans plus 12 and a half. That is absolutely ridiculous. I said it on the pod. Getting 12 and a half on a gritty team. I don't care if Tannehill was in or out. They did not need him. Derek Henry is going to fucking run into people. He is ridiculous. Derrick Henry is subhuman not subhuman, superhuman. I apologize. And he's an absolute – he might just be the best running back in football. No running back could do even a fraction of what he does on the ground. I get it. He obviously doesn't bring the receiving factor that like a Kenneth Walker does or or a guy that you're going to say is better a better running back than him. But he's just the best pure runner in the game. He just wears you down, and it's going to get better and more effective down the stretch. And then that defense – without Harold Landry, which I would love to see with Harold Landry because it would be fucking scary, is just coached amazing. The, the coaching is too amazing, and it just projects through that defense. And even even with 68 Patty attempts and Malik Willis with, what, 50, 80 yards passing on 5 of 16, they still only lost by three and had a real good chance of winning, obviously, in OT.
0: Um yeah you went to the uh, the one thing that bugged me you said Kenneth Walker receiving back Kenneth Walker has like zero catches and he had like zero catches in, in college too but I digress good good week yeah he doesn't have any
1: he definitely has catches <laughs> um with but- the ball in his hands in space
0: that's not catching ability. Um, but anyway, good week for you, Dino. Very proud of you. You're you're man of the uh you're man of the podcast right now, betting wise. So so good on you. Ray, what do you got for us?
2: Uh yeah, so I my over forty five in Kansas City, Tennessee missed. Uh, but my other two bets, Bills, Jets under 46 that hit. And then my first teaser win of the year. Let's go. Uh, Eagles minus seven and a half, Cincinnati minus a half a point. That hit for 1.55 units. So all in all, I went up 1.46 units on the week.
0: Nice. Good stuff. I'll round this out here. Um, I did take the Falcons' money line against the Chargers, um, but right before that game actually went off, um, I cashed it out. Or right before the games went off, I cashed it out, and I actually bet on Seattle instead. Uh, I'll take the loss here, but my bank account did not take the loss. So good on me there. Um, Ray hates these bets, but Seattle, Arizona, Gino, and, uh, and Kyler Murray to complete their first pass. I also accidentally double bet this one. It hit. Couldn't cash that one out, but <laughs> let's fucking go. Uh, so nice 1.19 win there. And then my money line parlay. Miami at Chicago and Minnesota at Washington, Minnesota, sweat, make me sweat it out. Uh, But a nice 3.43 units there um, to go up 3.62 on the week. And like I said, at the beginning of the podcast, at the very beginning of the season, when we started doing bets, I said, please, please take my NFL bets and please, please fade me in college football because I am miserable now up 10 units in the NFL for the season and down almost 12 units in college football. So uh yeah, need the college football season to end very, very soon because my bank account cannot take it anymore. All right, fellas, good weeks. Let's move on to a panic meter. Uh I got seven teams here for you. And Ray, you're gonna start us off here. Get a panic meter for the Colts. The Colts are miserable right now. They just fired Frank Wright, and they hired Jeff Saturday, who has no coaching experience in the NFL. Give me your panic meter, maybe not even for this season, but moving forward uh, for the Colts. That's
2: a tough one. Um, fuck, I'm going to go five. I'm going to go five. It's a weird move. I think they're done for the season, clearly. But maybe this leads leads them to uh, lose a couple more games and get their quarterback and right the ship. I, I personally still like Ballard a lot. And Ursay said that he's not going anywhere. So give him another chance to hire another coach. Maybe he can finally get a quarterback in the draft. So I'm going to stay right in the middle. Right.
0: Um, and full disclosure, I didn't go over these teams when I when I picked them with you guys. Um, but my thinking for the panic meter is slightly this season and moving forward too, when we talk about draft stuff too. Um, Dino, next team I'm looking at is the 49ers. Um, They're second in the division right now. I do think they will be a playoff team, but they traded away the farm for Trey Lance and for Christian McCaffrey. They have no first, no second, and their own third is gone. They do have a compensatory third next year, Um, but it's almost winter bucks for these guys.
1: No, it it, it really is. Even though they do have, by my account, the best or second best, defense in the league especially as they keep getting a little bit a little bit healthier and Nick Bosa is just an absolute god if I have to kind of take into account moving forward obviously with all the factors you just stated I would have to say a four I genuinely think they're a scary team and Jimmy G has the potential to take them deep into the playoff even potentially win a Super Bowl he's playing really really well it's Not something that a lot of people are talking about. His QBR and his passer rating are high. You did just get Christian McCaffrey. So I I genuinely think they have a chance this year, especially with the way that the Chiefs and if possibly Josh Allen is hurt, that'll obviously help them out a bunch. But it will have to still be a four considering that Trey Lance might just not be it. And just like you said, there's not a ton of the Dean Blink. I blinked. Um, <laughs> And, and uh, they just don't have a lot of capital Draft capital moving forward
0: Alright, so Dean's got a 4 for the 49ers Ray, your team is the Rams The Rams have 6 picks next year No first rounder next year The Lions might have 2 in the top 7 or 8 uh, Ray, what are you giving the Rams? You're mute
2: <laughs> Got me <laughs> Dean liked that one. Fucking did you validify it? Fucking boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: That's a fucking that's a fucking word.
2: I'm going I'm going seven for them. Uh lack of draft picks. Uh Stafford, who they sold the farm to uh, get, is really, really playing shitty football right now. It's gotta be worrisome. And uh they they're just weak up front and they're just not a deep team, especially on defense, too. They have three stars, is about it. So I'm gonna go seven.
0: All right. Uh, Dean your next team is the Cardinals uh, I mentioned I believe Kime and Kingsbury are probably gone they only have four picks next year it's rounds one through four and they have this massive Kyler contract Dean yeah. what are you thinking about the Cardinals
1: panic meter you might think that it's more than this and I definitely think it's warranted but I'm gonna have to go like six and a half seven I'm not too worried because I think Kyler Murray is the real deal. That is pretty worried. A seven is pretty worrisome. I thought you would think it's probably more, to be honest. They have a a coach. I think I I actually do think it is more, but I think seven is pretty worrisome now. Okay. I'll stick with six and a half then. Okay. I, I, that that reasoning is going to be simply that I genuinely think Kyler Murray is is a still a stud and still a, a back end of the top ten. Quarterback talent in the league, and this defense is actually weirdly good. It does not have a lot of names that are household names. Obviously, if you ask someone on the street who they have on the defensive side, they'll probably just be like, "Um, JJ Watt," and not really know much else. But they're actually sneaky good on the defense. They've done a solid, solid job on that on that end of the ball. But it's really going to be all contingent on it when they they're most likely going to be firing Cliff by my calculations at least, and it's going to be who they hire. And I'm very interested to see who they do and what what really kind of uh, philosophy they bring in to really help Kyler out. This is supposed to be an offensive-minded coach who was going to really unlock Kyler and unlock this offense, but they've done everything but. This running game has been pretty brutal as well not really helping him out. He's just running all over the field trying to get everything done, and that's just not going to work in the NFL. right. I'm with you. I'm I'm panicked if I'm a Cardinals
0: fan. Uh, Ray, you got the Green Bay Packers. Packers struggling this year, not going to get in the playoffs. And uh, from all accounts, what I see, Rogers is gone next year. He looks absolutely miserable. It'll be year four of Jordan Love's contract. What do you do with him? Do you extend him? Do you draft another quarterback? You haven't really seen him. I've actually never seen a trade work out so poorly for both teams than the Devontae Adams trade.
2: (laughs) Yeah, uh, I'm going eight. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers is gone after this year. If he comes back, that guy must – being a saint or something because it's they, on
0: a new it's on a new team if he's coming back right i, I
2: just know I know he's i think his contract unmovable from what i've heard like he they it's like a 50 million dollar hit or something along those lines Geez. i don't think he can be moved i'm assuming this is just this is done i don't mm-hmm. i don't see how he comes back they've given him no supporting cast uh they tried to get some guys to the deadline didn't work i heard they actually tried going for waller which is weird um so yeah i'm going eight or uh, 8 or 9. I'm going to go with 9. Fuck it. Just what, do you do with,
0: what do you do with Love, do you think?
2: You got to let him play next year. I mean, you just got to gotta see what it is. Fuck it. Like You can't pick up a 50-year option, though, so I think they're in a weird spot. I wouldn't be surprised if they get a new GM yeah. or something, because that guy, what he did is sinful. Right. Dean, uh, <laughs>
0: next team we're looking at, and I mentioned them a few weeks ago, and you guys were not worried at all, and I was
1: Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, 49. It's it's beyond panic. And I, I do still think that because they won this week, they will probably be playing uh, you know, meaningful football in December. But this is a team that has been designed for the past two years and especially this offseason as well on winning now. Uh obviously Tom is not getting any younger. I think that there's a good chance that this is his last year. I, I don't I actually I'm going to rephrase that because I think that good chance is about a third, about 33%, even though he's saying that he wants to play till he's 50. So he probably will play, but I feel like people are kind of underestimating what probably when it gets to the off season, what his troubles with his family is going to undertake on him as a person and kind of the conversations he's going to have to have. So it's, and with no Tom, you got no quarterback, and it just looks, it looks brutal moving forward. I'm pretty sure they're not in any good position as far as salary cap goes, and they're not. Yeah, they're brutal on the offensive line. They're going to need to re- revamp that. It's honestly a lot, a lot of stuff, and I'm, I, I'm definitely panicking if I'm a Tampa Bay fan. But hey, you got your Super Bowl last year. True that. Um, right.
0: Round it out for us here. Last team we're looking at is New Orleans Saints. Um, We really questioned that trade that they made with the Eagles before the draft happened, and they said they were set at quarterback with Jameis. Um, Obviously, that has not come to fruition. Andy Dalton's been playing while Jameis has been hurt. Um, But they moved that pick because they thought they were in a position to win, and they are not. This team is not good. They have six picks next year. They have no first next year, and they have no second in 2024. Um, right. Where's your panic meter for the New Orleans Saints?
2: Yeah, that trade will never make sense to me, just in the sense of not going for a quarterback with that. I mean, I don't know what the fuck they're thinking, to be honest with you. I think they're going to have to look, obviously, outside of um, outside the organization next year. So I- I'm going to go eight just because that quarterback uh, situation is just a fat question mark. But that being said, I think they are a good organization. They always draft well with what they have. So I wouldn't be surprised if they figure it out. But that I mean, quarterback's most important position in sports. And it's a fat question mark. So you got to be worried.
0: Right. A lot of teams uh, there that were pretty projected to be very good teams coming into this year that uh, we are very worried about their futures moving forward. Um, So I can't wait for draft stuff when we when we get a chance to look at all that stuff gonna be really really exciting pumped up all right fellas so that'll wrap it up for us here on between two tackles thank you for listening hopefully you enjoyed our nfl recap stick with us we got some big previews and some big bets coming on thursday so stay tuned for that as always please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our twitter at two tackles with the number two and stick with us as we continue this 2022 2023 season fellas appreciate you
2: see ya